Hey everybody, welcome to the podcast today. So glad you're you're, you're with me. Hey, I've been uh, I haven't been in the studio in a bit. I'm in the studio today, but I haven't been in the studio for a while. Uh, I've been doing a lot of live teaching, still doing that, but I, I'm, I'm getting a chance to get back into the studio. Listen, let's let's dive into today's topic. I want to talk to you about your story, your true story, and. I know we can. You can say, Chad, Chad. How can you know my story if you don't know me? If we didn't sit down and talk? If you didn't research who I am? And and I understand there is a where you're at may be where you're at. But listen to this: there is a God in heaven who loves you dearly. And if you don't grab hold of that love, then the world and your circumstances. And your past and your history will own you. It will take authority over your heart and lead you the direction it has decided for you to go. But there is a story written in heaven about you. And I'm not talking about an imaginary story like there was the Lord on high and he decided he loved you. I mean, in scripture, there's one scripture we're going to look at here in just a second where it defines that God in eternity before you ever were wrote down every thought, everything he thought about you, all of his heart for you, all of his things he wanted for you. He personally wrote a story about you. Let's look at this. And the point of today is this. I do not want you living your life and I and I used to be this way, and I see so many people like this that are defeated constantly in their inner man, in their heart. They are bound up wondering where their value is. They're stuck wondering, am I ever going to be unstuck? Because if you had the power to be unstuck, you would have, for lack of a better word, unstuck yourself by now. And some people are like, well, I'm stuck because I don't love God enough, or I'm stuck because I didn't do enough, or I'm stuck because I'm not praying enough. Let me tell you, you're stuck because you don't know who God made you. You don't have a a, a gripping faith in his love for you. Because when you do, all the words in the Bible take on a new life, and this is the new life they take on. These words are for you, and you're forgiven of what used to restrict you from this power. You're forgiven of that. Now that power is yours. You can walk in it. The point of today's podcast is to build you high, to build you up in your inner man, to know how precious and loved you are, and to see all the the intricacies of how God, in this in this section of scripture that we're going to read, Psalms 139, the intricacies of your life and how big a deal you are to God. Because when you are loved that much, he's not going to turn that love off and leave you alone. It's time you had faith in the true story God told about you. He wrote about you, not your own story. Over in Psalms 139, 16, it says this. It says, you, your eyes, he's talking, this is a Psalm of David. He's talking about God. He said, your eyes saw my substance being yet unformed. And in your book, they were all written. The days fashioned for me when there were none of them. You see, from the beginning of time, when there were none of when there were no days, there was a story written. It says, and in your book, they were written. 
my days, your days. God personally wrote about you. Now, if you start thinking about this as all mankind, you're going to get lost. You're going to get lost in this. You're going to be like, I'm just some little part of God's story. No, 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 no. He says, his eyes saw you. His writings are about you personally. He didn't say all mankind. You personally. You personally matter to God. Listen to this whole section. This whole this scripture is, is Psalms 139, 16. But let me read to you verse 13 to 18. It says this. For you formed my inward parts, and you covered me in my mother's womb. Basically saying, God, you were there at work in me. You physically were at work. You were in work in spirit. You you formed my, not only just the, the substance of my body, but the heart, the personality of me. I am a unique work. It says, verse 14, it says that, I will praise you for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are your works, and my soul knows that very well. He's saying right here, I absolutely understand that whatever you do, God, is unique, amazing, a treasure beyond comprehension. This is who you are. Have faith in this. Have faith in this word. Don't discount it. Have faith in it. Verse 15, my frame or my part, I was not hidden from you. I may have been hidden in my mother's womb and no one could look inside and see what was going on. But God, I was not hidden from you. You were there. He was there with you in those moments as you were being formed. He was there. Verse 15, my frame was not hidden for you when I was made in secret and skillfully wrought in the lowest parts of the earth. What that's basically is an artistic way of saying I was hidden in the mysterious where no one could see. Okay. Verse 16, your eyes saw my substance. Oh, listen to this. Being yet unformed before you were even made. God saw the finished picture of who you are. He didn't say, well, I wonder what they'll become. Let me look ahead. He saw it because he wrote it, because he planned it. Verse 16, your eyes saw who I was before I was even. And in your book, they were all written. What? What was written? The days fashioned for me when there were still none of them. Right there, you saw the finished me before I ever started. You took time to record all your wonderful thoughts about me. And to make an eternal, listen to this, an eternal record of who you are. Jeremiah 29, 11. Everybody loves to quote that verse. If you've, you should know it. it says this. It says, God speaking, he says, for I know the thoughts that I think towards you, says the Lord. Thoughts of peace and not of evil to give you a hope and a future. That's God's thoughts. Verse 17 in Psalm 139, listen to this. Verse 17, how precious are your thoughts to me about me, O God? How great is the sum of them? Verse 18, if I should count them, they would be more in number than the sand. And when I awake, I am still with you. Now listen to this. More in number than the sand. It didn't say the sand in that you could pick up in your hand. It didn't say the sand... Um, over on the east coast versus the west coast it just said the sand all sand created everywhere 
His thoughts, which are all precious, all good, are more than that. They're more than that. You need to understand. You see, you look at your life and you say, Chad, I see my story. I don't. I don't think I'm that valuable. I don't think I'm a big deal. I'm screwing stuff up all the time. And I I get that. I'm not saying that the reality you're in is not real. What I'm saying is this. There is a higher thing. You see, reality is based on truth. And truth does not change for reality. But reality, when faith is applied, will change to line itself up with truth. See, the truth is God knows who you are. The truth is he was there when you were formed. The truth is you have great value to him. And let me ask you this question. It says there, it says that uh, you formed, you were formed me in my inner parts. You were there in my mother's womb. The thoughts are, are, are more numerous than the sand. I wasn't hidden from you. You understood my beginning from my end. You understood before I was even formed. Let me ask you this. It says in 16, you wrote this all down in your book. Who forced him to write that? Who forced his hand? Who said, God, you will do this. You will be there when they are formed. Do you understand me, young man? You get your tail over there and you, you, you go form them. The thoughts you think, they are, I want to see more thoughts than, than, uh, than there are sand in the whole world. Who forced his hand? The psalm here in 139 is not describing some process that happens necessarily. It's describing the result of God's pre-existing love for you. David through this whole this whole chapter is describing listen to me the discovery of how much God loves him and how much he loves all people. David discovered this by meditating before God, by being before God, by being in the presence of God. David wrote his discovery. He wrote this out. God helped him write it. Let's, let's, let's jump back at the very first of this, very first of one, Psalm 139. I'm kind of jumping all around in my notes, but that's okay. That's typical of me. Psalm 139 says this, O Lord, you have searched me and you know me. And you know my sitting down and my rising up. You understand my thoughts afar off. That means, God, but while I'm still trying to figure out what's in my head, you already know it. Verse 3, you comprehend my path, my lying down, and are acquainted with all my ways. Verse 4, for there is not a word on my tongue, but behold, Lord, you know it altogether. Verse 5, and you have hedged me behind and before. It says, you have hedged me behind and before. What that, what that means is you've gone in front of me and you are behind me. You, you have surrounded me. Verse 15, and you laid your hand upon me. So God is not observing you from a distance. He's close enough to put his hand on you. Verse 6, such knowledge. Ooh, this is a good verse. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me. It is high. I cannot contain it or I cannot attain it. I cannot grab a hold of its fullness. David is saying, as I begin to explore your heart, God, as I begin to get a revelation from God. Now, listen, a revelation comes from God to you. 
Now, you sought that revelation. You tried to grab hold of it. You, you basically made an inquiry. You knocked at the door, and he opened it. You know what I'm saying? You, you sought, and he allowed, and he, and he answered. You drew near to him, and he drew new to you. To you. See, that's, what, that's how that revelation comes. You go there, and you get that from him. And he's more than willing to give it. As David began to meditate, as he began to explore in his relationship with God, he came to this vast revelation that God says, David, let me show you how precious you are to me. I know everything about you. I know when you sit down and when you rise up. I know every thought. I know the words on your tongue before you know them. I know the thoughts in your head before you even understand them. I know everything about you. The thoughts I think about you are more than the sand. I was there when you were formed. I wrote in a book all the great things about you. And David says about all this, this knowledge is high. It is great and it is vast and I cannot attain it. I cannot grasp or grab or wrap my head around this thing that God personally has taken time not only to create an eternal record of his love for me, but to involve himself in every portion of my life in order that, listen to the words I'm about to say, he is available to me when I'm ready. Not he is forcing his will upon me. He is available to me when I'm ready. So many of us lose sight of the great things that God has for us because we do not open our hearts to it. How do we close our hearts to the things of God? Because we close our hearts to the things of God. We don't take any time to understand our Bible. We don't take any time worshiping and praying and sitting quietly before God. You see, the presence of God is what makes the Bible come alive. The Bible is simply a a collection of words. They are spiritual and powerful, but the words alone will not change your life unless the power of God is involved in them. That is what you get through prayer and spending time in the presence of God. The words of God is driven into your heart and through your being in those times of, of, of being with God personally. And so David, if you read him, you know anything about us, like, man, he cherished God. He loved God. He, I mean, his life was all about God. And he opened his heart up to God, and this is the revelation that came. God, you know all about me. Now, let me tell you this. God knows he wrote the story of your life. That's the first thing I want you to understand. He loved you enough to write it too. He knows everything about you. He knows you now. So he knows what he wanted, but he also understands you now. He knows everything about you. You are not hidden from him. You weren't before you were formed. You weren't hidden from him while you were formed. You are not hidden from him now that you live and you are no longer in your mother's womb. He knows where you are right now. Now check this out. I want to read Psalms 139, 7 to 12 here. And this is what you need. Let's just check it out. It says, where can I go from your spirit? Or where can I flee from your presence? If I ascend into heaven, you are there. If I make my bed in hell, behold, you are there. If I take the wings of the morning and dwell in the uttermost parts of the sea, even there 
your hand shall lead me and your right hand shall hold me. If I say, surely the darkness will fall upon me, even the night shall be light around me. Indeed, the darkness shall not hide from you, but the night shines just as much as the day. The darkness and the light are both alike to you. This whole section is saying this, God, where can I go that you don't know I'm there? Where can I go and escape you? Can I go anywhere? Can I go anywhere, listen, and you not come there with me? Is there any place that your hand is not still there? Any place where my voice before you cannot be heard? Is there any place I can go that you have refused to be with me? And the answer is no. So I got to ask this question. Who forced him to do that? Who forced him to be with you no matter what? Who forced him to provide his presence to you no matter what? Who said, God, you better go with them wherever they go. If they're in trouble, you had better be there. If they're in despair, you had better be there. If they're having a great day, God, you better be there or else. He chose that path. He walks it himself because you're loved. You need to understand that not only did God plan a life for you, but he formed you personally. And now, wherever you're at, he is with you now. Wherever you're listening to this podcast, I don't know if you're in the gym, you're sitting at home, you're driving in your car, God is with you now. You could put this thing on pause and open up your mouth and say, God, show me who you are. Let me feel your presence. And he would begin to move in you right now. If you're not too shy to hide from him. Hmm. Where can I go? It's what the verse seven says. Where can I go from your spirit? David is not talking about some vast condition of mankind. He's talking about personal one-on-one connection. Where can I go from your spirit? Not from the creation of God, not from the light of the heavenlies. Me and you, God, is there a way that we can be separated? And he said, and God said, no, no, there can't be. We got that from Romans. Who will separate us from the love of God? Not peril, not sword, not anything will separate you ever from the love of God. Hebrews chapter 13, verse 5. I want to read this out of the Amplified Version. It says this, I will never under any circumstances desert you, nor give you up or leave you without support, nor will I in any degree leave you helpless, nor will I forsake or let you down or relax my hold on you assuredly not. Assuredly not. Who forced God to say that? He says that of his own free will. As I started this podcast, I talked about, I want to tell you about your story. Psalms one thirty nine sixteen, in your book, they were all written every day fashioned by God for you. The whole point of this podcast is this one thought that you are loved of God and you are precious to him. And because of that love, Everything he has is available to you now. You're not disqualified. What disqualifies you from walking in this greatness is that you do not believe he loves you. And if you are in that state 
where you truly do not understand how much God loves you, I have good news for you today on how to fix that. When we begin to take the word of God into our heart, it is life and it begins to change us. And so if you are in a spot where you say, I am stuck in life, I don't know how to get out, I don't know how to move forward, I don't have the wisdom, I don't have the understanding, I honestly don't even feel qualified to have more. I think the junk I live in is the best I've got. I think this is really as far as I can go, and I ought to be just satisfied with this. I'm telling you, no, 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 that's not it. God has more for you. It says the thoughts he has for you are more than the sand. And he didn't say a section of sand. He didn't say a beach, just the sand, all of it. Here's how you can begin to access that. Take these scriptures, Psalms 139, verse 1 to 17, or verse 1 to 18, I think. Uh, let me let me check them out. Yeah, verse 1 to 18. And begin to read them over and over. You see, the key to understanding God is to meditate on the word and let it begin to work in you. And then, listen, get alone before God and say, God, Holy Spirit, work in me and reveal yourself to me through these words. As you invite God into your life, he brings his greatness into you and you begin to see it and know it. You can change the way you see yourself. You have full access to all the power you need. It's all before you right now in the word. I want you to know today that you are fully loved, that you are precious in his sight. And if you look, if you, I could, I could try to explain these scriptures to you, how I see them in my own heart. But that's because I have studied and meditated on these things and they have changed the way I see myself. And I can't convey to you revelation. It's personal and it comes to you from God himself. It's between you and God. What I can do is I can promise you this, that if you begin to put some time into these scriptures and others in the Bible, but just start here you're going to begin to open your heart up to the greatness and it's going to begin to the greatness of God is going to begin to challenge what you think about yourself, what others are saying, what, how others are treating you. It's going to begin to challenge that. Take that and begin to move forward with God because as you do listen to me, you're going to begin to move out of what has been harming and restraining and holding back your joy and your peace and your confidence in your future. Let me say that again. As you begin to understand these scriptures, as you begin to know that you're loved, the power and presence of God is going to be in the form of you. This word is going to be changing the inside of you, and it's going to begin to drive you out of what's been keeping you from your joy, of what's been keeping you from peace, and what's been keeping you from your confidence in God and that you have a future. It was his words that said, I know the plans I have for you. And they're not plans to harm you. They're not plans to give you evil. They're plans to give you a future. They're plans of hope and they're plans of good. And who said this? 
God. This is your story. It's not just a story. This is your true story. This is the truth about you. This is the truth about who you are. Don't let the love of God escape you. Dig into the word and listen to this. Listen to this statement as I close. Free his love for you to manifest in your life by dwelling on how much, meditating on how much he loves you. Set his heart free to work in your life. And you say, Chad, are you saying God is bound up by the way I see him? Yes, because all things of God are accessible by faith only. Because one of the greatest acts of love that I have ever seen, one of the most precious and amazing things that I've ever read in the Bible, I guess, is this. God proved his love for you when he gave you free will. He said, I'm not going to control this person's life. I'm going to let them choose me. I will not force myself. Free will is one of the most magnificent expressions of how much God loves you. He created you and set you free. You don't even have to thank him for it. You don't have to care about him at all. But if you'll turn your heart over to God, if you'll move, listen, move your time, your time towards the things of God, then the things of God will move your life. And you'll begin to understand how much you are loved. Joy, peace, laughter, freedom from other people's opinions, it is all well within your grasp. Grab hold of it today by meditating on the word, spending time in his presence, and allowing him to change your life. You have a story written by God's own hand. Get in there and find it out. Listen, that's all I've got today. I hope the podcast was a blessing to you. As always, if it is, share it with somebody, and we'll talk to you again.